0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Up The Vibe and today I'm joined by Rupert and we're going to be discussing today UFOs and orbs. So, hi Rupert.
1: Hi there. How
0: are you doing today?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So,
0: I'm really good. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, I've um, been interested, as as I said before, on UFOs and and orbs and I've had quite a lot going on the last year where I've noticed things and I can't be sure that they're orbs but that they're quite fascinating to me um and you said uh, to me um before we joined that you'd had an experience that you wanted to share regarding orbs So uh, do you want to discuss that
1: uh sure so i um i guess it's two experiences but i'm i'm happy just to mention one uh, um involves an orb the other one doesn't so i don't know if the other one's so relevant no, but they go, kind for of both. go for both well they yeah. kind of coincided within the space of 24 hours i'm sure there's a connection but i'll kind of tell it backwards it might make a bit more sense but um, i was driving uh, my sister i'll save you where when what why we're literally just driving and i remember because we'll go into our weekly taekwondo class that's how i remember so if you can imagine two people in these uh white sort of outfits and i can't remember what color belt i got to um but we're going along and uh, this big white orb just kind of shoots. Now, actually, it kind of comes across and it, then it comes slowly towards us. And I'm saying to my sister, What the is that? You know, and it's coming closer and closer. And this big, bright white orb, like I said, kind of comes down slowly, probably slightly larger than the car. And as I'm driving, you know, how often it's described how almost like time can freeze or. You know, the car feels like it's moving, but it's not actually moving. I was still steering the car, trying to get over all these hills and stuff to get to Tunbridge Wells, while this orb must have been flying backwards with my car. I can't think of any other way it could have happened. And uh, it wasn't like I could peer into it, it was literally just a ball of light. There was no other color, it was just this round, but it was almost like transparent, as is often described. It didn't look solid in many respects. And then, like, clicking my fingers, you know, it just shot off. And me and my sister, I realised I'd been screaming for about 30 seconds while this was happening. But the most bizarre thing was I turned to Eliza and I said, did you see that? What do you think? And she goes, I didn't see anything. What are you talking about? And I said, that orb just appeared. And she goes, what the, are you talking about saying there's an orb? And she was there panicking more than me. So I think, I think sometimes in this situation, Either we as humans, it's like fight or flight reflex, isn't it? We, we blank something out when we experience it. Or sometimes whether this is connected to uh, the star people as we like to refer to them, or another, uh, I get confused, of inter and extra dimensionals, but another being on a craft who wanted me to witness this but didn't want my sister to. Because um, you know, I've always had this connection and this feeling throughout most of my life and it's only now I've been experiencing things but this was the one thing that was very significant and maybe paved the way to getting into this topic so that was kind of the the first story if you will
0: wow and you said this orb oh, looked about the size of the car you said it I don't know never thought yeah. that big um so how, how far away was it from you when you when you saw it did it come to the car or it was it kind of
1: was it 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 was very close. I mean, it was it's hard to say because it was it was this bright, it was weird. It was the first time I've experienced a bright light, but it wasn't blinding. Like if it was an artificial light, I would have crashed.
0: And it wasn't a headlight.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, no. You think was
0: it was this at night or was it during the day?
1: It it was dark, yes. Um, but it was say around in front of me. Um, I mean, it's a dark, it was getting dark because the class started at seven. Um, it was winter or almost winter. And um, it was shooting backwards, like I said, while I was driving forwards. But it just kept maybe like a meters, I'd suggest, from the front bonnet distance. Um, but it was, it was it was a bright light, so it's hard to say it was the size of a car because it didn't almost didn't look solid. But then I couldn't see through it either.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Just just for this, the skeptics that might be listening, what, how did you know it wasn't the headlight? What made what made you think this is a orb?
1: I think, well, the first thing was I saw it coming towards me from the sky. That was um, okay. a little bit of help. Right, yeah. um, so kind of coming, arcing, uh, arcing kind of this way. And then slowly pulled towards me from the distance. And it, sl- it came very slowly, just larger and larger, and just hovered there in front of the car. Well, if it was someone's headlights, it was a car, they would have first off crashed into me. Um, I don't think you can reverse at 70 miles an hour. And um, you know, if it was to the other side of me, obviously to the right-hand side, then I'd be like, okay, I need to think through this. But the only thing that threw me off and made me didn't think about was how my sister just went, "What did you? What do you mean? I didn't see anything." And mm-hmm. she was just like that, and that was very bizarre. I think and Howard just um, shot off.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's two bits uh, there to talk. Firstly, on the time dilation side of things, and I've heard this uh, from others that I've talked about orbs, that um, these, if we're assuming that these, these are extraterrestrial in, in in a way, um the technology that's being used to allow these ECs to fly around in these orbs, whatever's going on, mm. they they do have an ability possibly to bend space and time in a way. And the closer you get to the orb, the more that your own space time becomes affected by it. Do you think that that could be in a a part of it that that your space time was being affected by the the presence of this orb
1: i I, I like to think so The problem was that I think it could be sorry the experience was scary and exciting all at once so I didn't check the time before or after but as as we always did, we arrived on time for the class. but then I can also appreciate I was still driving at seventy trying to drive safely. It wasn't like... Um, I stopped, saw something and carried on, or I didn't feel like time was stopping. But if I'd have checked the time maybe on my monitor, I would have noticed something, but unfortunately I um didn't. But what you're describing is often what I hear that it's almost like they they can spend base spent sorry, spend space and time willingly, but also sometimes when you're in their presence, it just happens um naturally.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's fascinating. Um what what's what's going on out there um you said you had a second story
1: yeah well, mine's a bit more kind of um intimate and i was thinking maybe sharing it with some of the guys i'm sure i'll share it again i told jamie um it's not something i'd tell everybody but i like to think people uh if we do in the future listen to this podcast we'll just keep an open mind so um just to get straight into it i um, i woke up uh, so this is the night before the evening class so less than 24 hours and uh, so now I was 16 years old um and I looked down the bottom of my bed it's like something had woken me up and to the right hand side was this beautiful uh put it bluntly completely naked woman to the Mm. right standing by my door and very almost amazonian looking that's the only way I could describe it And there was almost this um, slight nose piece. And when you look at some of the hieroglyphics you see, um, or more in South American countries, I'm not sure which exactly one, you do see women or female very tall beings with that almost like a nose piece. So that's kind of distinction I'm trying to make. And um, the next experience I remember was almost like I was being frozen on the bed, like I couldn't move. And I think because I was half awake, I assumed I was dreaming, but I've I've never had a dream in the space that I'm in. I have had astral projection experiences, um, seeing the room. I haven't looked back to see myself asleep. But at that point, I hadn't really trained that part of myself or my spirit and my mind. And I was quite new to meditation. I'd only really just started it. So the next moment, um, put it bluntly again, she was... On top of me and we were we were doing it and um it was like on the one <laughs> sense, yeah yeah it's quite full on the one same
0: there's a separate separate occasion but the same amazonian well, woman
1: uh, the same one so it's the same occasion the same thing was happening but like i said it was the night before of the, that evening experience with the orb
0: uh, okay
1: and that's where the connection oh, is okay um and uh so that was happening and it was almost Pleasurable but terrifying again, a similar sort of experience to seeing the orb as an element of excitement, and I guess you could call it pleasure a different kind of pleasure. But the terror is there at the same time, and um, it's almost strangely similar how that works.
0: And yeah. so, obviously,
1: I, yeah, I
0: just yeah. wanted to say it kind of leads on to um, I've just read the book, uh, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. I everyone's talking about that yeah. at the moment, yeah. How did you
1: find that? I want to uh, buy it
0: yeah it's, it's good um but i would say it does lean more onto the kind of more um i wouldn't say scary but the kind of the darker elements of the experiences that happen there um whereas i think if people want to be reading about this topic i think there's far far more positive experiences that than negative ones from from the phenomenon um and it's just interesting that this one has grabbed the attention but seems to be kind of talking about um so all, all these people that go there they when they come home they get um it's called the hitchhiker effect i think all the hitchhiker uh, yeah maybe i don't know if that, that's the right word but basically when they go home all these these paranormal things happen in their houses and um like almost like poltergeist type of activity
1: yeah yeah
0: and that's not something that, you know, <laughs> inspires positivity, but, um, it, it, it was, uh, it was quite a good comment though made by the people reviewing it. Um, uh, I listened listen to, I think it was Grant Cameron, uh, and a few others. Um, and they said that the experience you have is very much tied to your own frequency. And you've got to bear right. in mind that the people that were going there who were having these experiences were kind of more, military-minded maybe or kind of they're they're more kind of or security industry so they're probably not high-frequency individuals in terms of their their thinking they're probably thinking of these things as threats um just in their mindset and you think you've got to remember this is also you know 20-30 years ago was it when they were there I think it was in the 90s
1: Mm.
0: when they were at Skinwalker Ranch um or like late 90s I think some of the stuff was in the 2000s but still it, it it was some time ago these people were more involved in a way they didn't know what was going on and i think it just it just might just be that their mindset meant that they had had these kind of experiences and a bit like what you were just saying that it was both terrifying and amazing at the same time so you're kind of halfway in the middle uh, halfway between the, those two kind of sides and, may, and maybe some people with high frequency who, who ended but there were people who who have been more recently you've been uh two skinwalk I think of that are more sort of um healers and stuff and they've had, they haven't had the, the poltergeist kind of hitchhiker effect. Mm. So um it isn't maybe it isn't random and maybe it is down to you as and what your conscious experience was. And and it kind of ties a little bit to your first story when you said about um I forgot the name Eli Eliza was it? The the sec, the passenger who, who
1: my sister. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um what was her name, sorry? Eliza. Eliza yeah. So she said that she didn't see anything. And I don't know if um, maybe that's it, that your conscious experience of the phenomenon can be different based on your frequency or your way where you're at in, in your kind of spiritual openness to to what's going on. Um, and I think I think I see that all the time now in, in the way the world is shaping um, mm-hmm. and how how people have quite have almost like a completely different picture of reality when they look at, at what's going on around them with it from the from the from the fake news or the or the news or whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah. um how do you discern what's going on and people have very different experiences um so consciousness plays a very big role in shaping our, our the perception of reality it isn't like this this reality and we're just kind of just random observers of it we're shaping it yeah. um and it all ties into to what you were saying yeah
1: yeah all that like i could pick out any of that and just talk about it's awesome joe um but it's interesting what you're saying about there was skin skin skinwalker ranch and and frequency level i think i was beginning my spiritual journey and uh, ever since i had that experience with that woman um because it was almost like and this might make you giggle again after the climax it was like lights out and any bloke will tell you that They, they sleep better than ever but on a more serious note um, when I woke up in the morning, my body and I was a virgin at that time. It felt like I had done this uh, the night before, and I, I hadn't obviously <laughs> cleaned myself, and it was quite a- evident I hadn't. And so I took a shower, and typical blow didn't think anything of it. And um, but then I think it paved the way in its own bizarre way towards kind of a conscious awakening where i did get into meditation and and yoga and martial arts in a ways connected to that and just sort of realizing there's more to us than just 3d there's so much more we we will we're probably only even barely scratching the 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 surface of it so i think people are very into this phenomenon and they're very different aspects of it but i think if you're on a lower frequency range and you're reaching into somewhere it does seem you're pulling something negative back sometimes and i mm. think it it was almost like it may not always be the case if you're more on that higher frequency range and maybe i was on that way to it um you're attracting certain things it's like where well, they say you're attracting positive people into your life positive experiences you can't dramatically change your environment but you can change aspects of it and obviously yourself and um it was ever since that experience i got into all of this and science fiction as well and you know I'm incredibly grateful because sometimes the few mates I've spoken to have said don't you think you were like raped as a man or something I said well maybe I was but I'm so grateful for that experience that it's helped shape me as who I am now and my interests and my the happiness I feel every day part of that has been down to that one experience and delving into all of this so Um, people often describe it, you know, when I've read about abductee stories and things like that, where that connects with those more sexual experiences, um, there's like a a higher self form of consent. It sounds a bit silly, but someone who the beings in my, what I'm interpreting as they feel, um, could benefit from this experience and then go through their own spiritual evolution, even if there might be an ulterior agenda in place for them, Mm. And uh, that higher self sense of consent is given, not our conscious self, yeah. but therefore the the road is paved more positively. If well, all does, of that makes sense,
0: it does go into this into the question of whether our current uh, families on this on this three D earth are are families from our from the soul side, and it's there's this idea that when we do go into our galactic into the galactic world, we'll discover that we have other families outside and we've kind of left them to come here and our, the families here are not t- saying the way they're not important but they are they're different in a way so maybe there's a not that this amazon woman was a family but maybe it was someone that you were in love with outside of this realm and you've come here and she just <laughs> she came to visit yeah. I, we we don't know i mean i'm speculating completely but we we don't know the full story and that's why we can't yeah <laughs> we can't say too much sometimes about it
1: yeah absolutely I mean I was incredibly lonely at that time is an important point to make and I was um, you know my every second thought was I wanted a girlfriend typical Mm -hmm. of that age Mm -hmm. and I I think it's only like now really I've I've been single now for um, almost two years that I've realized that you know the happiest I've been is now that I'm not only single but just time to myself and it doesn't mean I won't want to meet someone and fall in love again that'd be lovely but I feel I'm in no rush Mm. at that time until I met you know Aggie at 21 up until that point it had a huge impact on my happiness just because I wasn't content with the self and I sort of wondered that sense of insecurity of always thinking that girlfriend will make me happier but then I had this weird experience so um I, maybe I'm thinking out loud, but like you said, you know, sometimes you you can connect potential dots. Maybe I knew her from a different lover in a realm or uh, another timeline. I don't know, but there could be something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: cool. Um, well, uh, thank you for sharing your story, uh, Rupert. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll talk again sometime about uh, um, UFOs and orbs uh, and expand more on the on this amazing topic all right thank you
1: thank you